Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. All right, here we go. It's Growing in Grace. I'm the Breeze Man, Joel Brzezinski, Mike Kapler, the Gap. He's alongside me, actually five miles away or so, across town. But Skype is the way to go these days. And so that's what we're doing here uh, in order to get these uh, Growing in Grace podcasts out and around the world uh, to you and to uh, whoever you would care to share it with. And we do thank you for sharing the podcast. All of our past podcasts can be found at growingingrace.org. You can pick and choose which ones you want to listen to, as opposed to if you were to be keeping the law, you can't pick and choose which laws you want to keep. You have to keep them all, right, Cap? That's what we're all about. Well, that's what the Bible tells us. I mean, <laughs> let, let's talk about this thing, Joel, because, uh, you know, there's this whole concern out there amongst the legalistic community about hypergrace. That's uh, the term that they've given to it. And there's, you know, even books out there on it now. And in one particular book, our humble little podcast was mentioned, you and I by name, in the appendix of a certain chapter in the hypergrace book. And what the Hypergrace book basically is, is it's largely a legalistic book and denounces a lot of grace ministries and teachers who have uh, focused more on, on, on a gospel of grace than on a gospel of works. You know, a gospel of works is not good news, which is what gospel means. So kind of an oxymoron there. But, I, you know, so we, we've got this going on where somebody mentioned us by name in a chapter in their book, and the chapter was referring to something that I'm very passionate about, and that is the words of Jesus. It's just unfortunate that sometimes people don't give you a chance to respond because it's real easy to criticize other people and take a little snippet of something they said, and that's, this isn't what happened with us, but it's just I'm just making a general statement here. It's easy to criticize others, taking a, an entire book that they wrote and giving somebody a few sentences out of that book you know, and, and trying to apply it to a certain context. And and he's doing that with a lot of Christian authors and ministers out there. And I just don't think it's fair because it can be so easily misunderstood when you, when you criticize people in that fashion. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, you, you've got your idea of, you wanna, of what you want to write about, and you pick all these different ministries and people that you don't agree with. And you call them out by name, and you uh, make a big deal out of some things that they've said. And again, like you were saying, they're taken out of context. A lot of what we have said, you know, if you've listened to this podcast, you know what we're about. You know that we love the words of Jesus. We don't negate anything that Jesus said. But yet we were uh, kind of lumped in with people who are, quote, running from the words of Jesus. And uh, so we're here, you know, something that we're going to try to do today is explain why we're not running from the words of Jesus. We're looking at them in context, what we believe is a, is a proper context to look at the words of Jesus. We love the words of Jesus. We're thrilled about the words of Jesus. And I'm not saying that sarcastically. We are fully appreciative of the words of Jesus, just like we are about the words of everything that was said in the entire Bible. We just have this point of view, this understanding that certain things were said for certain people at certain times for certain reasons, and, uh, well, we're here to talk about that today. 
And it's a big deal. Uh, we take this very seriously. And it blows my mind as a simple, uneducated person <laughs> that somebody with a doctor in front of their name can't get this. Mm -hmm. I, I, it just blows my mind. And just to show you, as you've listened to us over the last nine years, I'm not even mentioning the name of this author, you know, because I, I just don't want to stoop to that level. I just don't. And if, if he wants to give us free advertising in his book, that's fine, you know, because a lot of his readers have probably never heard the true grace of the gospel, and maybe they'll start checking into this and finding out some pretty cool stuff. But here we've got, the again, the, the old covenant versus the new. Jesus was a prophet under the old covenant. And when he started talking, just for example, and the Sermon on the Mount, we talk about it a lot around here at Growing in Grace, but it's an important distinction to make because if everything Jesus said was directly meant for you and me, that he was actually speaking to us today as Gentiles, then I, I think we've, we've taken some things that he said out of context, if that were the case, and, and we may completely misunderstand much of the gospel because of that. And so with, with that in mind, we're, we're going to move forward here and try to explain why we feel the way we do about some of the things Jesus said. Now, there, there, there were times when Jesus wasn't necessarily ministering the old covenant law to the Jewish people. He may have been making a point about the love of God and the, the grace that would be coming under the new covenant after he died. There were times where that was the case. And, and so some of what Jesus said might more directly apply to us today. But even the stuff that Joel and I and many other grace people out there who have understood the difference between the covenants and the context of some of the things Jesus said, even if Jesus was just speaking to the Jewish people at that time to make a point, he was making a point, and we can learn from it. It's not that we're just saying, you might as well throw that away. Right. We're not throwing anything away. I want to reiterate that as much as we can. We're not throwing the words of Jesus away any more than we're throwing away the words of Leviticus, which makes me think about something that when I first started this podcast, I wasn't planning on going this way, but I thought, you know, you got to keep—I was jokingly saying, you've got to keep all of the laws of God. Like you said, Cap, technically speaking, if you're under the law, you've got to keep all of the laws of God. James said, if you— Keep all of the law, but stumble in one point, you're guilty of all. And there are 613 laws in the Old Covenant, including, and, and this is something that, you know, people who say, well, you're just throwing away the words of Jesus, well, how about this? D do you keep this one? Do you keep the law that says that you can't eat lobster? It says, of all the things that move in the water, only the things that have fins and scales. That means you can't eat lobster you can't eat crabs. You can't eat any of this this other stuff. <laughs> you can't eat shellfish. Do you eat these things? Do you think it's okay to eat these things? Well, then you're running from the words of God, because God said that. God said those things. God said you can't eat pigs. You can't eat bacon. You can't eat ham. You can't eat pork. God said that. God said that you can't eat those things, and so if you eat pork or if you eat bacon, you're running from the words of God. Well, now I'm being sarcastic, <laughs> because we're not running from the words of Jesus any more than you're running from the words of God. We're looking at all of this in the proper context. Jesus indeed did say some things where he ministered the old covenants, trying to help people to see that you think that you can find your righteousness in keeping the law. Well, here, you, you understand 
it's it's against the law to commit adultery. But I tell you <laughs> that if you even look at a woman with lust, you've committed adultery in your heart. And so what he's doing there is he's magnifying what the law said. People were thinking, all right, I haven't physically committed the act, but he's making people think, you know what? In my heart, adultery is right there. And so <laughs> the point wasn't to... Uh, Make people think that, oh my goodness, every time that I look at somebody with lust, I'm breaking the law, and oh, wretched me. He's trying to point them to himself as the one who took away their sin, and so there's so much more that could be said about that, but I'll pass it back to you, Kat. Well, yeah, in in that same sermon, he's, he's talking about, well, let me just give you a quick statement. You shall be perfect, as your Father in heaven is perfect. Are you going to live up to that one? What was Jesus trying to do with those Jewish people? Again, remember, we're transitioning from an old covenant law that these folks had been under for centuries, and we're getting ready, not there yet, but getting ready as uh, the, the death of Jesus Christ approaches for a new covenant established upon replacing the old, not adding to the old, but something that was completely replacing the old covenant. You brought up some good points there, Joel. I, I wish I could just run with some of them. But legalism, whether you're a Pharisee living a couple of thousand years ago or a Christian legalist today, like you mentioned all those dietary laws, uh, of which you only mentioned a few. There were many, 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 many more. Mm -hmm. But we pick and choose when we're legalists. That's what legalists do. They, they pick and choose or they change the rules on what's acceptable and what is not. The Pharisees and the doctors of the law back in Jesus' day and before that, they also did the same thing. That's why Jesus was so frustrated with them. And he would call them out on it from time to time saying that you, you were ignorant of this and that and the other thing about the law. And so they would jump on people for doing a good deed on the Sabbath, but they themselves would go out and get a lost lamb, you know, that, that escaped from their pen. And so there was just all this hypocrisy, and, and, and that's what the roots of legalism really are. And, but yeah, you try, try to be perfect like your father, because that's what Jesus said to do. And real quick, even with the rich young ruler, which we've talked a lot about around here, where he approached Jesus and said, what must I do to get eternal life? And Jesus said, well, you know the commandments. Follow those. Really? Is, is that meant for us today? Of course not, because we as Gentiles were never even under those commandments. We were never mm -hmm. under the law. It's not by works that we are saved. It's by grace through faith in, in Jesus Christ. When the young man said, well, I've kept all those things since my youth, Jesus said, oh, well, you lack something else. Sell whatever you've got and give it to the poor. So my question to the doctor and other people who are criticizing grace and calling it hyper-grace is, have you done that? Was Jesus speaking to you directly there? And if so, then why haven't you sold everything you have and given it to the poor? Right. Um, we could go on and on here. Definitely, because, you know, going back to my the example I used from Leviticus, I mean, you mentioned that I, I, I had mentioned a couple of dietary laws, and so someone might say, well, Jesus did away with that, God did away with that in his vision uh, to Peter. Well, how about this in Leviticus? These things are unclean to you. The mole, the mouse, the large lizard the gecko, the monitor lizard, and, and so on and so forth. Whoever touches them when they are dead shall be unclean until evening. Well, what teenage kid who has had a pet lizard or a pet whatever, are we not following God You know when we do that? Or there's verses in there that talk about you shall not sow mixed seed into a field. And so in all of these, you shall not wear clothes of mixed linen. 
Okay, so if you're wearing clothes of mixed linen, are you running from the words of God? No, you're just understanding that we're not under that anymore. And so what we're saying here is that the words of Jesus, there are certain things that he said where he was ministering that covenant to people. That's what they were under, and so that's what he was ministering to them for the very purpose of showing them that they cannot attain or maintain righteousness through that. So we're not running from the words of Jesus. We're not running from them. We're just looking at them in, in what we believe is a proper context. And so, you know, people out there, you don't have to agree with us. It's cool. We understand. Uh, but we do want to help people understand the differences between the Old and the New Covenant so that they can live in the freedom for which Jesus has set us free, and that's really what this is all about. And so next week on Growing in Grace, we're going to talk a little bit more about the differences between the uh, Old and the New Covenants and how legalists today, they'll think that the, the moral law, the commandments, will reduce sin. When in fact, the scriptures are really clear in Paul's epistles that really it's the opposite. Through the law, sin increased. And so, what is the remedy for sin if it's not following the moral code? Of course, it's grace, and we'll talk about that next week right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.